enjoy the show. Beaming at you from the depths of the internet. This is the Temple of Geek Podcast, your one stop for all things geek. All things geek. Welcome to the Temple of Geek Podcast. The Temple of Geek Podcast has been around since 2012 and is hosted by a variety of geeky people from the Temple of Geek team. Here we discuss and celebrate fandoms and all things geek. For those of you tuning in for the first time, my name is Monica and I will be your host tonight as we discuss Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. And to our returning listeners, thank you again for tuning in. We really appreciate you being here. This is your general spoiler warning. We will be discussing Marvel Studios' latest addition to the cinematic universe in full detail. There will be many spoilers. Marvel Studios' Shang-Chi and The Legend of the Ten Rings opens in U.S. theaters on September 3rd. I have two special guests with me today, and I'm very excited about having them here. Can you please introduce yourselves to our listeners and tell them a little bit about yourself? Hi, this is Laura Siracol. I'm a journalist. I write for Nerd to Color, Nerdist, and IGN, a few other places. Yeah, and I'm really excited to be on this podcast. I've been wanting to be on this for a long time, so I'm really excited that you asked me. But yeah, I'm a, I'm a freelance journalist, so it's great to, to be here to talk about Shang-Chi. And you're coming back because we had you on with Aaron talking about, I think it was Cobra Kai? Before? Yeah, that was that was a long time ago, and I was like, I've been waiting to be asked back because I was like, <laughs> I love you so much. So it's like, I, I like I listen to the podcast sometimes. And I'm like, oh, I wonder if there still if I should ask her if I should come on. I'm like, hey, you are always welcome here. We are happy to have you anytime. Well, I, I always like every time I listen, I'm like, oh, I, I was like, I want to talk to Monica. I want to talk to her about this stuff. <laughs> so I'm really, I'm really glad. Like I did, I, I, I was on uh, Cobra Kai, but ever since then, I'm like waiting. <laughs> if I'd have known, I had would have had you on long ago. <laughs> no, I really appreciate. it. I've been wanting to be back on here. I was like, oh, I love. I was like, ask me back, ask me back. And when you did, I was like, yes, I will do it. I love to blow you. Oh, thank you. And with us today, we also have Junior Felix. Junior, can you please introduce yourself to everybody? Hey guys, Junior Felix. I'm the editor-in-chief. I run all day-to-day operations for that hashtag show. I've been doing it for eight years now, and I'm honored to be on this show. I don't get asked to do this very often, so I'll take it. Well, I'm excited to have you here, Junior. And big shout out, Junior was the first person that ever let me write an article for them. So big shout out to that hashtag show. Yeah, the hashtag show is awesome. Yeah, super big shout out. Well, guys, let's go ahead. Before we get into any deep dives, let's just talk about overall feelings. What did you think of the film and did you enjoy it? Um, overall, I had a fun time. Like I I think as an Asian person, I went in there holding my breath because, you know, this is the first Asian-led film with the Asian superhero and the cast, majority being Asian. So I was honestly holding my breath. Like I'm like, okay, let's do this. I was really, really, really pleasantly, like so pleasantly happy. I was just at the end when it ended, I was just like, Oh my God, it was such a fun Marvel movie. And I, I don't like it when people go, this is an Asian movie. I'm like, no, this is a Marvel movie. And it was a fun Marvel movie. And that's what I love most about it. And I really enjoyed having the cultural aspects of it, but also it just being grounded and rooted in a Marvel, the Marvel formula of the Marvel universe. And so I, I really had a fun time. And I mean, there's some, some stuff I had things about, but then majority of it, I overall had a, such a fun time watching it. Awesome. Thank you for that. Junior, what did you think? Well, I was not expecting that I was going to love it as much as I loved it. I walked into it. I mean, I've heard a few things. I have a couple of friends that work at Marvel, and they told me that the first cut that came out was amazing. So that piqued my interest. I'm like, all right, okay, let's see where this goes. And then going into it, I was blown away from like the story to the choreography. The fight choreography is amazing. Like I looked at the people I was with and we kept staring at each other like, wow, this this like surpassed everything that I thought it was going to be and more. And like officially became my second favorite MCU film of all time, which is a bold statement. Wow, that is because there's like 20 something horrible like, films. Like Winter so. Soldier is always going to be my top MCU film ever. And this literally just went and went to number two. That's how much I loved it. Very cool. I think for me, I had no expectations going into it. I'm not like a comic book reader, although I love the Marvel universe. The comic book acts 
aspect of that is not something that I really dove into or anything like that. So I had no expectations of the characters or anything. And I just laughed. I think the whole movie, it was so enjoyable. It was funny. I think I'm like, Laura, there was a couple things that I was like, Hey, that doesn't make sense or whatever. Overall, I enjoyed it so much. I laughed so much. And I just, I don't know, I had a really good time at the movies. And it was really it was it was worth it. I will definitely as soon as it comes out. For those of you listening, we all saw it before it came out, but by the time of this recording it'll be out, so I will definitely go see it again. So, let's talk storyline. What did you guys think of this origin story and how do you think it compares to other origin stories in the MCU? I really liked how they set up the origin story because it's set up during the the snap. Well, the origin is before the snap, but then the the story of like of adult Shang-Chi is during the snap. But I I really like how they they were able to inter like interweave the story with within the Marvel universe. Like as an origin story, I thought it was great. I really loved seeing Tommy Leong, obviously, how the rings, uh, how it affected him, and and the kind of like I really loved seeing the love story. Like you really saw the origin. It's not like it's like you see like you already know the character. This is like the start of the character and 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 his father and his mother and their love story and then how he came to be and his sister. So I really love that aspect of everyone kind of knowing his original story versus. Hey, this is Shang Chi. Like you don't, you just kind of meet him, and so I kind, I really love that we get to see an original, like original origin story of from birth to 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 now, growing up. Um, so I, I felt like it was, it was a great intro for people who don't know the character. I know a lot of people, like a lot of people, a lot of Asians. We all know him. We all know who this character is. But a lot of the uh, other 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 fans, they don't really know Shang Chi that well. And uh, I love that the the story kind of changed to not be rooted in racism that you know the comic books had uh, with like Fu Manchu and all that stuff. And I really love that they gave it a story that's rooted in Asianness, but also also like wasn't stereotypical. And I love that because this is a great way for Marvel to fix kind of the problems that they had with it for Asian people within their the ten the oh. The, how long has been like 10 years and more than 10 years span so i really love this origin i loved it as far as i feel like if, if it wasn't for the scenes with like wong or any other like mc reference this wouldn't even be an mcu film as like you enjoy just the history of the rings and what you know went through having to get them and and having them for this long the love story was beautiful. The scenes in the forest with with the both of them was breathtaking. I love that it reminded me a lot of Black Panther as far as I feel like Disney knows how to hit culture films because Black Panther, I felt, was for the culture with the music, with just everything about it. And it wasn't over-exploitation, if that makes sense, right? And I felt the same way with Shang-Chi. It was just the subtleness of the little things you see. Like, Shang-Chi's, like, sneaker game. Like, I don't know if, like, you guys noticed in his room all the, like, cool Nikes and, like, Jordans that he had just chilling, like, on the floor with, like, a Wu-Tang poster. You know what I mean? Like, just, like, cool little subtle things like that that I loved that, are, that reminded me of Black Panther where it wasn't overdone. Like, it wasn't very – God, it was just subtle to me. I loved it. What can I say? I also really like the aspect of that because I, I think you both kind of mentioned it, like just seeing the whole origin from like how the rings came up and everything. I don't know what it is about like the, the flashbacks. To me, it feels like time travel, right? And I just love the explanation of it because I feel like with like Iron Man's orange story in the first movie, you hear a lot about his dad, his dad, his dad, but you don't see his dad. He just like mentions it. You don't know what like, you know, Howard Stark's, life was like or what were the situations that led to the relationship he had with tony stark we get some of that throughout the mcu scattered in different films like we see it in iron man 2 we see it in like you know infinity war is it no i'm sorry Endgame, things like that but i really loved being able to see like his whole family dynamic and seeing the whole origin story play out in one film in one place where you can really 
understand motivation and you know intentions yeah yeah it was it, it this is gonna sound still super guys but then in the beginning just like the whole intro of it and like explaining the whole history reminded me kind of like lord of the rings when it, <laughs> it, it like it was like you know it showed like middle earth and then like it had like the battle scenes and you just need to like this intro to set up the film and after that like it was just seamless the rest of the way i thought it was really magical for a marvel movie yeah well i also love that you know like we we get to have the history of the ten rings and how that came to power like because we we've heard about the ten rings for years you know like they were they were the ones who kidnapped tony and all that stuff but we don't know how they came to power and the fact that we versus a man who like when Wu is i just made money and became a rich man but no he gained his power through influence and we get to see that and how many many years it's been rooted that the terrorist organization has been rooted within the history i think that's going to be useful in the future too because it like in the in the past for marvel world like the 10 rings has been rooted in history and now we understand that reason and i know this is kind of going a little bit ahead um but that what's really interesting about that what you just said is like you know in the end credit scene where bruce banner talks about like how long did your dad have these because these are like way older than you know however old his dad was which Mm -hmm. i think they said a thousand years or something yeah a thousand years so let's talk about some of these characters and the casting what did you think of the cast what did you think of the characters did you have any favorites did anybody stand out to you why just like dish on these characters tell me what you think uh, my favorite character i think everyone knows if you follow me on twitter is tony leung as wenwu you know everyone's i i know i know simu and um is the is the lead as the title character shanshi but honestly it felt like there were two leads in this film. It was Tony Leung too. Like it, it was, it felt like they were like co-title actors together because Tony Leung dominated every scene he was in, and it was not. He, he doesn't even need. To, he didn't even need to talk to to really like get you to feel his emotions. Like all it took was a stare or like just a, the frown or just him punching something. It's you just felt every emotion from that character and from the actor. I, and I love the villains of the some of the villains of the MCU, but I think he's he maybe my he is my favorite of the villains because they, he brought a lot of he brought a lot of sympathy to the character and relatability in the way because grief does play a huge role, and I feel like that I felt that. And the, the thing that really like connected me to the character is just like he like it's an Asian thing to not get over things. Um, and I felt like that was a like, great part for me. So he he was my my main thing. Alkafina as Ka- uh, Katie, she hit every comedic note that was given to her. A lot of people were like, "What's the point of her? Like, she why is she always hanging out with Shang Chi? Like, she's not really part of the story." But I'm like, no. But she she's his best friend, and she brings in the Asian American aspect, the ABC, which is American born Chinese. She brings that aspect, and that that she's me, where I am ABC, and so it's great to kind of see things through her eyes versus uh, Shang-Chi was, you know, born and raised in China and like, you know, just, and he's, he's an Asian American too, but it's a different type of Asian American, different, different aspect of Asian Americanness. And the sister was great. Uh, she, Menga, like she, uh, Zai Ling is, was great. Um, I felt like at the end of the third act, she was quiet and she didn't get many speaking roles but I'm really I'm looking forward to her at the end at the end credit I was like I'm looking forward for her for the future but other than that like Asimu was great I think everyone actually did a great job everyone every I, I was impressed with everyone the casting is always on point with Marvel and I felt like they did a great job with that this time oh yeah I absolutely agree with that <laughs> damn it Laura you took my answer uh, <laughs> sorry Tony I love... hot too. <laughs> look I love Tony Lane because he's in one of my favorite films of all time uh, in the mood for love I don't know if you've, if you've seen it, but it's incredible. Uh, he's also in Inter- Infernal Affairs, which was what The Departed was remade off of. So, so like, I've seen so many of his films. So just seeing him there, and I haven't seen him in a while, and he dominated the screen. Every scene that he was in, and like you, like like Laura was saying, like he was so just a grief in his eyes in every scene that he was in as far as the scenes where he's by himself sitting like in his den, you know, and he's thinking about his, his wife 
and you can just see everything that he's going through. And I loved it. I, I loved everything about him. I feel like he, like Laura is saying, he is probably one of my favorite villains. And, but it's weird because I kind of don't want to think of him as a villain since you just you feel bad for him. You know what I mean? Like he's very, he, all he wants is his, his love life, like the love of his life returned, you know? And, but before that, I mean, yeah, he was, he was awful. Like he was, you know, getting rid of all these, you know, mobs and different clans and whatnot. But, you know, once he found love, you, you saw the difference in him and you saw it all on film, which was to me in such a short, what, what was it? Two hours, two hours and like 10 minutes on. Like you had so much different characters to kind of like flush out. And for me, his character was just perfect in it. Um, as far as everybody else, like, don't hate me guys. I kind of was kind of annoyed with Aquafina beforehand, but she was perfect in this film. Everybody that I've talked to, that that's the first thing they asked me. They're like, how's Aquafina? I'm like, believe it or not, she's she makes the film like funny, hilarious. And I like appreciated her more after watching this film. Are we doing spoilers or no? Yeah, all the spoilers. Yes. All so, the spoilers. I mean, to me, one of the unsung characters has to be Ben Kingsley's Trevor. Because <laughs> like that was his everything he was in, every like it, it was hilarious. And I mean, you can't forget about what Marcus, his little pet. That was we're going Noah Morris. Morris. Morris was what should be like the Groot. <laughs> For now on, no. I want to see more. I want to see more plush dolls everywhere. That's what I'm saying. Where's there the are, merchandising? There are. There are. There are, there are, are there? Yeah, okay. there are uh, Morris um, plushies. There are. Cause... I'm gonna link them in the show notes. Because <laughs> everybody <laughs> needs one. <laughs> Everything he was saying was so adorable, and I was like, oh my god, I gotta have like a like a doll of his or like a little toy of his soon. But um, no, I look. I thought all the characters were great in it. Simulu was great. I've always been I've been a fan of the show on Netflix since it started. So he was totally different than what I was expecting. It was more like of a serious simulator, so it was great. And like Michelle, yeah, I mean, come on, like I I love her from all the martial arts films she's been, you know, from Crouching Tiger on. So it was one of those situations where I was familiar with this cast for the most part, and it was. It exceeded all my expectations. It's funny, um, you know how you were saying that you know Aquafina annoyed you before. Ronnie Chang always annoyed me for some reason, and I loved him in this. Like I loved him. I was like, oh my god, you are so adorable. You're so funny. Yeah, I honestly, I think you guys hit a lot of the things that I wanted to say. I loved Aquafina so much. She, I could not stop laughing. Like she cracked me up. She was. I feel like she kind of stole a lot of the movie because she was really good too. But but then it's crazy because like, it's so funny what you were saying about Tony Long about how, you know, you saw, you know, uh, Wen Wu's story, love and redemption, because he was like this power hungry, just needed more and needed more. And it, it's funny because you said Lord of the Rings earlier and that's kind of how like the ring of power was, right? <laughs> Like it just wasn't enough or whatever. Then you saw love and the redemption of him and like how he just wanted to turn everything around and how the power of like love can like, you know, save somebody. But just as tragically, you know, losing that love can just revert you back into whatever toxic instincts you had prior to that. But like, I don't know. I just thought that storyline was really powerful with, with Shang-Chi's family. I thought it was very beautifully told. And I think the cast, everybody, Fala Chen, who played his mother, was wonderful in the few scenes she was in. I just thought the character was really great. I, I'm just a big fan of Aquafina. Simu was just, he was so adorable. I just wanted to hug him. Like, I just wanted to cuddle him. I kept thinking of like, I'm not that old, right? I'm like 40, going on 41. But when I saw him, I almost see him like, the same way I see Peter Parker, like he's so young, he needs to be protected, even though he truly doesn't. He's like, you know, super powerful and, and an assassin basically. But I just, I was so happy with just like the casting. I think they nailed it. It was really cool to see Wong come back. That was kind of one of my favorite little like tie-ins to see to the MCU. And I also thought that the Ben Kingsley scenes were really funny, especially when he's playing dead. I like was dying. I was like, oh my God, that was so good. <laughs> I 
I will say with Ben Kingsley, I, I felt like he was great. He was so funny. The only thing I had an uh, issue with was that I felt like it got a little bit too long for him. Okay, it's funny. And then it's kind of like, this is kind of getting long. Like, I feel like those scenes should have gone to Michelle Yeoh's nun. Because I felt like she didn't get enough time. Like, I feel like, oh, yeah, like, she fought with Hang Shi, like, to teach him her style. But at the same time, I felt like it she didn't get enough screen time. Like, I didn't get to see her fight uh, Wen Wu, which is what I really wanted. I wanted to see Michelle Yeoh and Tony Leung battle it out. And I, I understand it's not their story. It's uh, Wen Wu and Shang Chi's story. But man, I, I wanted to see more of, of Michelle Yeoh. Like if you get Michelle Yeoh in your movie, you you utilize her. You you use her in every way that you can. And I felt like some of the scenes that had Trevor could have gone to Nan. Well, yeah, and I agree. They could have at least, at the very least, been shorter. You know, like for example, the point, the part where they're like, I guess, arrested, and they find Trevor and he's like in that cave or tunnel, wherever they're in, you know, uh, that scene I felt was like a little long that could have gone a lot shorter. And I think that also with uh, the sister Shailene, she could have had a couple more lines or roles because there was a few times where I was thinking like, you know, this is a really good time for her to like say something to her father or to have been there when, you know, her brother and her father were fighting, even though I know she was doing a lot. But because of like the what they've been through, I kind of wanted to see them together a little bit more, fighting side by side a little bit more. I'm so glad you brought that up because in the third act, she barely said anything. In the car ride, barely said anything. When she saw Morris, said nothing. And I felt like I felt like really upset that she didn't really have any lines and she felt like it felt like she was just there in the third act. I have an issue about that because like we as Asians already have issues of women not talking enough like that stereotype and so I kind of was like oh man she should have had more lines rather than just to being the silent killer that she is I felt like she should have had more lines she should have had more I, I, I she should have more I was disappointed in the third act you know she had just as much trauma when it came to her father and I, I was just disappointed that I didn't see like a last like moment with her and her father where like some kind of closure or some kind of like resolution came from that. That was like the only thing I had thought of was just like, uh, I mean, I'm not complaining. The film was great, you know, that kind of thing, but it would have been nice to see a little bit more of that. I did though, however, enjoy the scenes with her and Aquafina, where there, where Aquafina's like, wow, you created this empire when you ran away as a teenager. And it's like, like she's so impressed by her and it's like, this one scene where they're not talking about another man or like, you know, waiting on somebody to save them. They're just kind of like hyping each other up or like just kind of acknowledging their awesomeness to each other. And I don't know. I like that scene. Yeah, I would love that scene too. And, then, and that's the thing. I wish that they had more at the end. Like they, they hyped each other out, up. And yes, I wanted I wanted her and Wenwu to have a moment of, because uh, I feel like she doesn't get closure, but instead, yeah. like, you know, she's just like, okay, there he is. And it, and it sucks because like, I feel like she is traumatized from her father too. Yeah. And the same way with um, Zhang Nan, with uh, Michelle Yeoh's character, I, uh, there was a moment where I was thinking like, shouldn't she have confronted Wen Wu about her sister? I mean, this is like her sister that's now, you know, deceased and stuff. Like, I don't know. There was just a moment where I was like, maybe this could have been two movies. But also, I am glad for the full story and, you know, just knowing everything. Or maybe a three-hour movie. I don't know. I don't know if that would have been too long. I mean, I wouldn't mind uh, Michelle Yeoh having her own movie or own TV series. <laughs> Talo, you know, the life on Talo. But yeah, I wouldn't mind that. Do you guys have any, like, favorite moments with some of your favorite actors? My favorite were the fight scenes. I honestly was in awe of the the, the fight scenes. Like, the, the bus scene was great. The, but the the one that really like blew me away was the the shackles like where they were on the shackle that was the that was like that was the best martial arts I've seen in 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 any of Marvel films and that's including Daredevil and that Daredevil is my my favorite of martial arts of like of the scenes but Shang Chi really like stepped it up um, and they they also incorporated um, different aspects like they've used a lot of Jackie Chan moves. Um, they use wushu i saw a little bit of um wing chung and tai chi and i really was i really appreciate that those um fight styles 
Um, and they use jacket foo, which is utilizing the jacket. And um, that's a Jackie Chan move. And I really, I really just love the martial arts. I think, honestly, that was my favorite. And also seeing the subtle aspects of Asian-ness of it, of, of like the subtlest, like taking off your shoes, um, grandma to asking you when you're getting married. Yeah, um, that was great. Yeah, and like, and like, you know, um, and and also like the grandma wanting to leave stuff for her for her husband, her her, her deceased husband, and that you know that's what my like my my grandma used to do all the time, and it it was it, it's one of those things where I got to see an ABC the mention of that and it it felt it felt really great to just have those subtle things that I felt like they did just for us. Um, and I think, I think for me, when they, they did those scenes, it was, it, that, that really connected me and like anything that was rooted in reality, that's what I love of this film. What about you, um, Junior? Did you have any favorite I, scenes? I'm, yeah, I felt the same way with Laura about, uh, like how the culture, cultural stuff on I it, mean, like, you know, me and you, Monica, like being Hispanic, like we can relate to you know, like Dia, you know, Day of the Dead, you know what I mean? And that kind of reminded me when the grandma was, you know, getting everything ready and getting the food ready and everything. And you're like, oh, that reminds me of, you know, when we do that for like our, our, our grandparents and stuff, you know what I mean? And it was just like the little subtleness of those things. Like I said earlier, like his Shang-Chi's room, you know, the movie poster. So, you know, you know, he loves listening to hip hop, you know, he loves listening, you know, he loves to have, some fresh kicks on, you know, um, the fight scenes were amazing. I love them. My favorite scene was probably the, the scene with him and the dragon. I'm going to call him Fing Fan Foom because that's, that's how I know him. And I thought all those scenes were incredible, especially with, uh, the dragon fighting uh, the other creature at the end. That was like that whole climax was to me just epic. Um, and just, I mean, the overall, like, family aspect of the film, you know what I mean? Like, it was always brother and sister or, like, you know, best friends. Like, that's what it always came down to, you know? And just the, just how beautifully shot some, all those scenes were, especially in the, in the forest with, you know, with the, the, the father and the mother meeting each other for the first time. It reminded me of, like, a Disney animated cartoon. Like, just seeing... Just the, the score and there's no talking. It was just them kind of fighting, but not fighting. They were just like one up in each other kind of thing. And that was, I loved it. It was beautiful. Yeah, I love that scene a lot too. It felt like a dance to me. I don't know anything about martial arts or anything like that, but it just looked like this beautiful dance that they were doing. And I don't know. I just thought that was beautiful. I think some of my favorite scenes did happen to revolve around like some of the family stuff. Like I love that scene in Aquafina's uh, kitchen and like the parents just telling her like, oh, didn't you get a degree in something, you know? Like, why are you gonna go to this like weird job or whatever? And so that kind of reminded me a little bit of my family. And then also, um, I think what I really loved was when they're in the restaurant with the friends at the beginning and at the end. Those are the scenes that cracked me up. And <laughs> the way that like Simu and Aquafina just play off each other is just so funny. And I don't know, to me, it felt organic. And it just reminded me of like my friends. And I loved their relationship, Katie's and uh, Shang-Chi's relationship so much because like if my friend was in trouble and needed something and was like, I'm going to go away, I'm like, I'm going with you too. Like, what do you mean? I'm not going to like just stand behind and wait, you know? And I love that it wasn't necessarily a romance. It was like, just, we love each other. We care about one another and we're there. And like, I just love that, that feeling of just like, it felt authentic to me. So I love the scenes in the airplane when they're together. I love the scenes where, um, you know, they're, they're just, uh, you know, with the family and then with the friends and talking about like just real life stuff. And that was just kind of nice to see. It's one of the things I really liked about Falcon and the Winter Soldier it, it, with the Disney uh, show where like everybody was just kind of like, you know, okay, yes, this big stuff exists. Thanos snapped all of these people, but we still have real life stuff going on. And that's what makes these films relatable to me. Whereas like, you know, 
a DC film. There's very little of a DC film that I can actually like relate to me. You know what's that, great? There wasn't any forced romance. There was none. Like yeah. you watch like like the Jungle Cruise where like they forced Emily Blunt with with the Rock at the end. You know what I mean? Like it was like eh, yeah, they didn't need to happen? do that. They could have just been like, buddies. Yeah, they could have just been friends. I didn't have to have any like romance in there. And this this had that. Like you don't. They didn't have anything. You know where you're like, oh, are they gonna? You know, are they gonna fall in love? Nothing. It was just straight story. Their best friends, and that's the it. You know I mean? They had the best yeah. chemistry. They honestly they, did, and, and, and it was good. Yeah, yeah and, and that's the thing. Like, I everyone's always mm-hmm. like, "Oh, you know." Like, I, I mean, I, I hear the complaints of people saying, "Like, well, this is the first Asian, Asian superhero, and he doesn't get a love interest because you know, in history, stereotypes like they, the Asian man never gets a love interest." But I mean, the thing is, you don't know. There's, they have such good chemistry that you kind of feel like. Oh, they are best friends, but you're like she. You notice the subtleties of her noticing him, um, but I, it doesn't feel forced. It doesn't feel like oh, she's like checking him out. Like now she has feelings for him, but no, it's like kind of like oh, that's my friend. That's cool. Like he's buff. All right. Like um, damn, I didn't realize that. Yeah. <laughs> if, I had, if I had a friend who I'm just like who, who's my like best friend, but I've never seen like that, I'll be like oh, my friend's buff. But I wouldn't like be like oh, I'm gonna hit that. No, it would be no like, exactly. Like, oh, wow. Okay, that's cool. Um, and I, but I, I, I appreciated their chemistry and like, but you know, I, I hope, I hope like he, he does get a love interest eventually in the future. If it's her, it's her. If it's not, it's not. Then I, I'm just glad that they have, I, I do love friendships. I, lo- I love platonic relationships. So um, I, I really do hope that they remain platonic and he does get a love interest, but I just, I really love their relationship. I love their chemistry together. And that was a really great thing with Black Widow and Hawkeye, was their very platonic relationship. They were just friends, you know? Yeah, and that's what I love about that, because everyone's expecting them to, like, oh, did they get together? It's like, no, they're just, but, like, best friends, and I, I appreciated that. There's no, I, 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 too often, like, they, I feel like they try to force love relationships, um, and it should be natural. I don't, I think the only natural ones that felt natural were, were um, you know, Steve and, and Peg, Peggy and Pepper and, and Tony, because Pepper and Tony took three movies, really. And so everyone else just felt kind of forced. That's fair. And honestly, there was only room for one beautiful love story, and that was when Wu's and his wife's. Yeah. That's all I needed. Like, that I mean, was beautiful to me. <laughs> that was gorgeous. And, like, I interviewed Fala, and she's like, how was it to, fall, quote, unquote, fall in love with Tony Leung? And she was just like, it's so easy. It was, so <laughs> oh, it was like, and I was just like, it would be for me because even watching the scenes of him like staring at her lovingly, I was just like, why can't uh, that be me? And so, um, to uh, quote you on Twitter, what a man! Oh, I'm like, that is a man. <laughs> like that's my that's my reaction. Like Tony Leung could get it. That is a man. Like yeah, yeah, Tony Leung man. That's I'm awesome. telling you, Monica, if you get a chance, you've got to watch In the Mood for Love. I already wrote it down. Oh, man. Oh, and I Lust literally, Lust when you guys were talking about it, I was like, yeah, In the Mood for Love and Lust Caution. Watch Lust, Lust Caution. Beautiful. Oh, my God. Like one, of the most, just the, the, one of the best love stories I've ever seen. Is in really? The yeah. Yeah, you just uh, look at him. He just honestly, he's just, in everything he, he he's in, he's just. Like he, you fall in love with him, and also look up um, Chungking Express. That one's also amazing. That's a great one too. Writing that down, noted. <laughs> awesome. So then let's talk a little bit about um, the because we talked about like the third act and uh, what went on there. What did you think about how the movie resolved, and like what it means? for the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And you can throw in the end credit scenes into this. Yeah, I I was not satisfied with that ending, honestly, um, just because I felt like, uh, like even though I love Tony Leung, I don't blame it on him. I blame it on, 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 the, on the writing on that part because I feel like his death was unwarranted. Uh, it felt unearned because they, they made him say, like he saved his son but only two scenes ago, he killed his son. He tried to kill his son. 
And so I felt like that was like his, his death felt like, oh, like it seemed like he was being redeemed. And I felt like that was unearned because two scenes ago, he tried to kill his son and he, we thought he succeeded. And so um, the ending, I felt like I wished when Wu survived and then kind of earned his way into back into their lives. Um, so I kind of, that was for me, that was a problem I had. But then um, their other conclusion, the other conclusion for like, for Shang-Chi and uh, Aquafina, I like I like the ending where she I love the fact that she called out her own like her own like success because she goes like I just learned how to use a bow and arrow like an hour like a day ago and I I got it I I shot it and like that was I I because at first I was like oh man she just learned and she saved the day and even I love the fact that she called herself out on it she goes I just learned how to do it in a day and I got it that's like it's, it's like insane like she was just like uh shocked about it and I love that ending where and then Wong came out and like took them um to 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 meet the other avengers and and but that ma- the main end credit scene that my favorite the end end credit was seeing uh that Ling um like become the new leader and it's like she got what she wanted was which is to rule like to have women rule in a way like to to dominate and i'm kind of look i'm really looking forward to seeing what she does with this organization also really quick question let me throw in there do you think that because their whole thing at the end where they're doing this dance was very red room do you think we'll see some kind of like crossover with like the red room and her organization or like not not so much the red room but the widows that are you know freed from the red room yeah i i think i think she's gonna recruit everyone because like if you remember iron like i feel like an iron man like 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 when Wu recruited everyone like i don't think it's just not asian so i feel like like who knows like the red room would be coming because like she'll accept them she'll accept all women and i really i really i'm looking forward to seeing some like future badass woman fighting like martial artists fighting um in the future of Mar- the mcu like i'm looking forward to seeing more women um i'm looking forward to seeing more leadership from women which is xilings being the the head of it because honestly it's always been a man every 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 everything that we've seen has been led by a man and so uh except hella like you know she's badass but like she gone now but but um but yeah like everything has been like is a, is a man leading it and so i'm really looking forward to the future of like women leading it um and and not and not i'm not saying like like women heroes i'm talking about villains i want to see badass women villains like hella and like like xyling kind of come to the fold Yeah, um, I, I feel pretty much the same way as far as, so I'm curious to see where she takes the Ten Rings and how Cheng chi like, feels about it. Does that make sense? Like, are they going to, like, butt heads now going forward? Is she going to totally just become this evil badass and it's going to care Cheng chi to be like, well, what do I do? It's my sister. Or, you know what I mean? Like, I have to fight her. Or, you know what I mean? Like, I want to know where that's going to kind of go. Um, but as far as the ending, uh, I'm with Laura. Like, I feel like Tony Lung shouldn't have died. Like, he just they basically sacrificed him just to end the story. Or just to, you know, make Shang-Chi look like this badass at the end now that he has the rings, you know? Um, it would have been nice to have, if the, you know, even though he did pass away, to have the sister there as well, you know, to have her somewhat closure or at least have that final scene with him and her. Instead, you have Shang-Chi come back and the sister's like, oh, all right, I guess dad's dead. You know what I mean? Like, he never really right. got to say, I don't want to say say goodbye, but just like, oh, all right, well, I guess he's gone. Like, there's that. So that kind of, like, bothered me. Um, the post credit scenes are great. I loved everything with Wong in it. And yeah, I'm really curious to see where it's going because, uh, spoiler alert, from what I know, uh, these films aren't going to tie in to either Doctor Strange or Spider-Man. They're going to be like, from what I was told, it's going to be its own, it's leading into something that we're not expecting. So I'm curious to see going forward how we're going to see more 
Shang-Chi and we're going to see more of the Ten Rings. So we'll see. So based on what you just said right now, that it's leading into something that, you know, that we don't know. Yeah. Just your opinion, because I know this is speculation and rumors and stuff, but there are some platforms where, like on TikTok, where people are saying, like, you know, this movie didn't get enough publicity. This movie didn't get, you know, uh, as much uh, attention as some of the other MCU films. And then also you see that like some of the Disney executives are saying, oh, that this is like, you know, an experiment. We're going to try, you know, this type of film. Do you think that it not tying in directly to anything is just in case the movie flopped and they could cut it out and just be like, oh, that was a one off? I don't think so. Only because from what I know with the Eternals, the Eternals is literally going to end going into a second Eternals. So it doesn't lead into any kind of films that you're expecting for the next couple of years, especially with phase four. Um, so I feel like they already have a plan of where they want to take it. And it's a shame as far as them not promoting it as much as they should, because I feel like this movie needs to be promoted everywhere. Like it's, you know, it's, you know, I, I know it's going to be great and it's going to do great in China and whatnot, but it's a shame that it's not getting the kind of release that even, even it being on Disney Plus, you know what I mean? Like, it can make that extra money. And I want to be promoted more than from what I've been seeing because people just see I, – I've, I've talked to people about it, and they're like, oh, well, which, what, what movie is that? And I'm like, it's like the new MCU movie. And it's not until you say MCU that they're like, oh, oh, they're making – you know what I mean? Like, they don't get it. And it's a shame. Like, they should have been promoting the hell out of this movie. And I get it. You know, it had to be pushed back and whatnot. But it just—it it pisses me off that such an amazing story is not going to be seen as much as it should be on a normal pre-pandemic kind of you know time. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. I, I, uh, oh, sorry, yeah. No, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. You were finished. I don't want. No, it just it. I, I wish it. It was getting like with Raya. You know what I mean? Like I loved Raya, and I I would have loved it to have had way more of an effect on people than it did. Um, like, they're just like, oh, let's put this on Disney Plus, or let's see how it does there kind of thing. And it just deserves to be seen in the big screen. You deserve to see this on IMAX, since they filmed a lot of it on IMAX, and just experience it for what it is, because I feel like it's one of the best stories the MCU's, or, you know, Marvel Studios has done. Um, and yeah, it's we'll see how, like where they take this. Yeah, um, I I will like um, agree on the on the aspects of marketing because um, they released all the toys early because you know they planned for the movie to be earlier. But now no one, I I think it's harder for people to get toys now after if they watch the movies, they won't be able to find the toys as easily as as before as you know it was out. Because like when it came out, people didn't know, and now it's on kind of on clearance and stuff. Laura, they're on clearance at Target. I know, <laughs> like, I know, and it that's pisses me off. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, I know I I bought everything beforehand for my for my the kids in my family, and so I like I bought I knew because I knew it was gonna be good. It's gonna and it's gonna make an impact for the for future generations for Asian kids, and so um, yeah, and that's the thing that that frustrates me because yes, I see I see I see the ads because I'm paying attention to it, but I for me it's I it, it's not getting as much buzz as it usually is like i see more promotion promotional stuff or uh teamwork working with like marvel usually works with a whole bunch of like companies and they promote it like they're on on soft drinks they're on this and like yes shang chi is working with sanso which is a great company and i it's delicious but like um i feel like they need to do more marketing like they need to work oh, yeah. with more companies like usually it's like they work like eternals is working with lexus you know iron man worked with like audi and all this stuff like we're like I, i'm looking for more of the of the promotional stuff and um and and so but and and, and junior and and uh for for regarding china it's not it, it i know china markets um i worked in, in with chinese chinese magazines before it's not going to do well in China because this is, too, this is too Americanized for yeah. Chinese, uh, for Chinese audiences. Um, there's already like some controversy controversy regarding um, with uh, which how Shang-Chi is going to do in China. Um, I mean, the thing is like, cause they really made this like Dustin Daniel, uh, Dan Dustin Daniel um, really made this into a, 
Asian American film. And I really, that's what I love about it. And I think a lot of Chinese audiences won't understand it or yeah. not understand it, but won't like it because it's not relatable to them or, but the other films weren't either. So I'm kind of like hoping that they'll just see this as a Marvel film. Um, but I am kind of, but I am kind of sick of dragons, so I'm kind of, I kind of think they are too. So I think, I think that's not that's what, also another reason why it won't do well. Um, but it, it's, 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 yeah, it's, it's really hard because like they, they're not doing as much marketing, and I kind of wish, and I don't think, I don't think they really, Disney really sees it as an experiment. They say like it's an experiment for doing it because they don't want to get sued. Um, because Black Widow, you know, there's a lawsuit going on. Yeah. And so I, I, I feel like, um, I feel like, I, I, I feel like it's, uh, it's going to be difficult to try to, to get more people, but I am glad that the Asian community is coming together. Uh, this is bringing the Asian community together to kind of buy, buy seats for the, the Shang-Chi challenge and go to open. They're really trying to buy seats for like the kids who don't get the opportunity, Boys and Girls Club, um, Asian kids so they could see each other, see see themselves. And so I'm glad that the community is coming together to kind of buy tickets and trying to like be safe about it too. And they're trying the space they're buying tickets to space them out for the kids too. I just think it's a shame that this film is not gonna get like for me, Black Panther changed so much for the culture. Like, it's not going to have the same, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, impact that it had for African-American culture, for me, like, it should have for Asian-American culture. You know what I mean? Like, it's not. Yeah, I know. I agree with that. Yeah. Like, the music, Laura, that music, that soundtrack was Oh, that was fire. Like, like, (laughs) I'm hearing it, and I'm, I'm talking to my friend next to me, and I'm like, this is like the Black Panther soundtrack, where it was amazing. And just everything, just like those little subtle aspects about it, I'm like, this movie is not going to get any sort of recognition the way it should have. Like, it should. Yeah. Happen. No, I agree. I, I, I. The thing is, like, I know a lot of Asian, like, because the thing is, Asians, like, when we see Asians, it, there's so many different types of Asians, and this is like an East Asian Chinese film. Um, yeah. And even though I'm Asian American, can relate to it, um, no matter what aspect you are, or even, even I think any person of color could relate to the. The aspects of like being an immigrant and also like dealing with those issues but i um i know the asian american community are banding together because this could be the start for future asian other asian um other asian superheroes because yeah, yeah. but we have to remember this is an east asian character um and that it doesn't reflect i always tell people i'm like this doesn't reflect all asians but it shouldn't have to because it's it, it's it's not an Asian movie. It's a Marvel movie, and um, we shouldn't this shouldn't have the pressure to represent all Asians. Um, it, it it should be a good break starting point for more representation for Asians. Because like everyone says, oh, like, this is the Black Panther. I'm like, Black Panther is very different. Like I don't I don't th- think this is the Black Panther of 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 our of Asian community. It, it's a good start. It's a good starting point. Because the thing is. Um, with the black community, they all celebrate together uh, of being black versus Asians. We're so it, we're we have an umbrella, and I feel like this is a good start of being our Black Panther. It's not yeah. our Black Panther, but it's a good start. If we could get more Southeast, we could get a South Asian hero, which we are. We we kept uh, with Miss um, Marvel, um, but I think it's a good starting point to get our quote unquote black panther um i never want to use that word because i feel like it, it we're very different but i um but yeah i i do want to to say like yes it this should be a good starting point for asian americans and we should all support it just because it's a good starting point because we are going to see more asian superheroes in the variety because in eternals we have three we have um Gemma, we have dawn we have um, like, like Kamal, um, so I, I I feel like Shang Chi should be a good starting point for us breaking into more Marvel films of more different types of Asians being broken out into Marvel films. I don't know if that makes sense because I'm thinking I'm going off with a tangent because I've oh, no, talk like about that. Asians. No, no, I'm like, it. oh, I'm passionate about it. You should be passionate about it. That's excellent. Yeah, no, and I I think I agree with both of you. I think it's really unfortunate that, and I understand that the pandemic 
through in timelines as far as marketing goes, right? So like Black Widow, all of her merchandise came out a year before her movie did. And so by the time the Black Widow film came out, there was no merchandise for Black Widow. The same thing's happening with this film where like it all, it was set to release early. I get that these companies have contracts and they have to release when they release with these merchandising, but I didn't see enough merchandising even before. Like there's a line at Target and that's like about it. Like where are all the costumes? Where are all the like, just, you know, his face slapped on all the Doritos and things like that. Like, I don't know. I just, I feel like he should have gotten way more. And I think compared to like maybe Ant-Man or even like even Captain Marvel, there was just, there was not enough marketing for this film. So I hope that through word of mouth and I hope that through just kind of like, you know, people hyping it up on their own on social media and things like that, that this film will get the attention that it deserves, because I think it does deserve a lot of attention. I think that a lot of these characters are unique and they're special and they deserve to be celebrated. Agreed. Yes, that's a beautiful way of putting it. And so um, I guess overall, what did you guys think about the special effects and the overall cinematic energy of the film? I felt like, like again, I said I like I like when the story is rooted in realism and when they're in the real world. The fantasy aspects um, was fine. Like I, I like the CGI was great. Like was fine. Like I again, I think I said I'm sick of dragons. Um, we have more. Like the other creatures that they had, the the sizing, like they had so many different creatures that um, that I wish that they really highlighted more. Um, I don't know what Morris is, but like Chinese <laughs> um, <laughs> culture, but and and but the others, they those are mythical creatures that we do have, um, and I wish that like you know we highlight more of those kinds of creatures, um, and or more lion the lions creatures, um, because those are those are rooted in, in in Chinese mythology, and I'm I'm so done with dragons. We just had a water dragon movie with a Southeast Asian played by Aquafina. Um, and we right. this and also wow. another water dragon. And I, I just feel like Hollywood just knows us as by our dragons, but I feel like Chinese culture and also Southeast Asian culture, we have more amazing mythical creatures than just that. And I f- wish that people would know more about those than just dragons. Um, and so, and the special effects of the dragons was fine too. Um, like I, I love, I love it when Simu, like when Changshi was riding the dragon and stuff. That was cool. But I, and the creatures were going all over it, and like the creatures looked really scary and good. That that was great. But I just, I'm just kind of like, you showed me amazing other creatures, like the other, the other creatures, and I wish that those were highlighted more, because I feel like if people knew that those were actually rooted in Chinese mythology, people would be more intrigued and interested in them. Yeah, for sure. I want a cartoon of that scene where they're driving in and all the creatures are just walking around chilling and they almost like hit that one that looks like a unicorn. I want just a cartoon of just them and just hang out in that world because it just looked peaceful and calm. And yeah, that's what I want. It's like the My Little Pony animated series of that world. <laughs> the Quillin. They're called like the Quillin. Um, yes. Yeah. They, and like the great thing is like, I, I can't wait for the art book of Shang-Chi. Like, I really want to see the art book because I want to see how they painted all these, um, like, gorgeous creatures um, that that were rooted in Chinese mythology. Like, I, I was like, oh, that looks, that's cool that they added those. But they didn't talk about it as much. Like, you don't know the names. No. And, like, and I, I kind of wish that they would showcase those. Like, uh, like yeah. you said, we needed the animated series. <laughs> Yes. I'm telling you, Talo. I mean, I want to, I want to, I want a, sh- a Disney Plus series of Talo. Just like oh Talo. Like, <laughs> yes. show, me, show me young Kwangbo. Like, show me young him, you know, living his life and, or, you know, their lives, like fighting against, or the origin of fi- the, them fighting against the, the, the dark creatures. Oh, you know. And that was another thing, like, with the dark creatures, they give you, like, a little bit of what they're all about. But for the most part, it's very quick. So when you see them, you're like, oh, these these creatures that I just saw like on a wall that didn't really explain too much. Like, I kind of want a little bit more on them. But I don't know. That's just me. 
There yeah, was one yeah. thing in the village scene that kind of that made me think um, when they were giving them the clothes that their mother had left them. I'm like, how did they know they would fit? Yeah, I was like, how do you get the sizing? How do you know the age like, range? I like that. We've had these for you. I like that uh, Shanxi kept his shoes because, like, he's wearing like the sneakers, you know, when he's fighting. So I love that. Yeah, but like, I was just like, oh, that they just she just the mom knew that this is like the clothes they'll wear at this size. I don't know. It was just this one little thought I had. Yeah, and I, was I agree like, with that. I was just like, what? what? But <laughs> okay, also, he's a sneakerhead. He doesn't want to get rid of. You don't want to get rid of shoes. If you're a sneakerhead, you're not going to get rid of your shoes. No, yeah, no. I love that he wears shoes. That was awesome. And I like how Tony Lung just knew where to go to go see his wife at the in the shrine. He just like walked up and he was like, "All right, guys, let me just go say hi to her real fast." And just knew exactly where she was at. Well, I think I think he's been to the to the to the yeah. Family. He tried, you know, living there with them, and they said when they no. Were, that's why they kicked him out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like your pass is too shady. We're not gonna let you in. And I think he got to see the 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 he got to see Tallow, but he and that's why he he stole Morris. But like he um he got to see Tallow, and I think that's why he knows like where the shrine the shrine would be because that's where. It's not only her shrine, it's all the people who passed. Yeah. yeah, that's fair. I, I can buy that. I love the old man that was teaching Aquafina how to do... Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Guy. And it just made me sad. That's... Yeah, I mean, that's why I want to see a Disney series beforehand, like, of his life. Young, <laughs> young Guangbo, like, you know, like, like, I want to see, I want to see, like, I want to see it like a, a, a series, like a, even if it's like a, a limited series, just give me yeah. something for Tylo and do, the people. If they can do like yeah. Kung Fu Panda side cartoons, they can do cartoons for these. Exactly. Yeah. I hope, I hope, I hope so because that way we can learn more about the dimension because like they, they briefly talked about the multi, the multi-universe, like they came from a multiverse. Like we are trying to prevent it from going to your earth. And I'm kind of like, well, explain. I, I'm like, it, I, I mean, they took some time to explain that, and like, I'm yeah. like, but it, it felt like it was one. It, they took too long to explain that, but then I felt like it wasn't detailed enough that right. they tried to input all, give us all that info information. So it left me with more questions than answers. And so, so this is where we start the petition for the Disney Plus show, then, right? Yeah. So this is where <laughs> I like after when the movie comes out, I'm going to be like, "Hello, the series, <laughs> <laughs> make it happen." Here's my pitch. <laughs> Any last thoughts before we log off, guys? Go see this movie. Yes, please support this movie. I know a lot, of, like a lot of people are thinking, oh, you know, like why should I support this movie? But it's because it can help create more stories, and I want to see, I want to see Shang Chi again. I want to know where, where is he and Katie for when the when the when they all came out of the the multi dimension when everyone came back? Because it's like. Because if, if Shang-Chi was in, in like 2020, 2020, which was during the blip, then yeah. where are they? Like, I want to, I want, if you guys watch this, we could find out where they were. So I, um, I definitely, and then I, oh, another thing I love was the karaoke scenes because that's yes! what Oh my do. God. Those like, are so cute. Yeah. Because this is what my friends and I do. Like, we're all like, hey, let's go home. Like, or we could, or... and we go to Cape Town. And we go sing, get our own room, K-Town to J, J, uh, like uh, uh, Little Tokyo, and we go get the room and we sing. Or, <laughs> so I really love that aspect because when, I, like back back in the day, we my friends and I used to do that. We're like, oh, let's go home. Or we could go karaoke because it's still open until like 4 a.m. <laughs> um, so that was like that. Like I want more of that. I want more. So if everyone please watch, so we can have more of these stories being told. Absolutely, I agree with both of you. My last thought was that I just want to say was that I really love this movie as a love story, a family story, and a friendship story. And I'm a big fan of things that feel like obviously relatable, right? I think this movie will appeal to so many different people because of the different stories being told, even though it feels cohesive as like one story. So I think that um, everybody should go see it. But if you're listening to the podcast, you should have already seen it. So go see it again. Yeah, all right. And you can take everybody to this. Take your like grandparents. I take your mom and dad. Like that's the kind of movie this is. You don't need to necessarily know 
all the other mm -hmm. MCU films to watch this film. That's why it works so well. Yeah, and I, I want people to know this is not an Asian film. This is a Marvel film that happens exactly. to have Asians and to have the aspects. This is still a Marvel film. So please watch this Marvel film. It's not an Asian film. It's a Marvel film that happens to have Asians. So I think people need to remember that. Like, this is a Marvel film. Oh, excellent. And where can people get a hold of you guys if they want to follow you on social media? You can find me on Twitter at L-S-I-R-I-K-U-L, uh, L-S-I-R-I-K-U-L. Um, I'm always um, tweeting my work that I, I write for because I, I freelance a lot. So I always retweet my work or tweet my work. Go check out the hashtag show. Follow that hashtag show. Yeah, I'm not the kind of, you know, I don't need to tell you where I'm at. Just support the <laughs> overall, you know, support all of us. That's how I look at it. All right. Excellent. Well then, guys, this is going to wrap up this episode of the Temple of Geek podcast. We want to thank everyone who tuned in today, and especially our guests, Laura and Junior. Thank you for being here with us today. If you have any questions or comments, feel free to hit us up on Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, or Instagram using the handle at Temple of Geek. If you want to check out some of our other episodes or shows, why don't you head on over to templeofgeek.com. There you will find all sorts of content that pertains to the world. Please follow us on Twitter at Temple of Geek. Follow us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Temple of Geek. And remember to visit TempleofGeek.com. Your one stop for all things geek. Goodbye. This will conclude our transmission.